after unexpectedly ripping it up at a nightclub with his BFF, Professor Cole Bowden, the world's classiest wingman, they have kept their word, fulfilling the mutual agreement they had arrived at, and they're leaving the establishment. Cole had switched gears from dancing machine to his typical nonchalance. They're strolling out. He'd worked up a bit of a sweat, but he's not in any way visibly exerted. He runs his fingers through his hair, trying to get some of that cool breeze against his scalp. And Jimmy sees that patrons walking into the club are giving him some looks. Jimmy himself is used to getting a fair number of those, and he feels like he doesn't even exist. That doesn't really bother him, because whatever I thought was going to happen tonight, it wasn't that. And he likes a surprise. The novelty is really something to him. What are we going to do now? Shit, I don't know. The night is young. You want to score some blow, rip it, and hit a gay club or something? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> Good, because me neither, but I'm saying. So they're just strolling the quarter, which is its usual shit show. Oh, don't step in that puddle. Oh, oh. But French Quarter gutter water... Water? Question mark. Aside... It's a beautiful night in a beautiful city. It had probably rained lightly at least once during the day, as it usually does. So the pavement is a bit shimmery. It's got that 1800s European-inspired architecture. Almost every building has a downstairs gallery with tall ceilings, and then a second above that also has a balcony with the balustrades and the wrought iron railings, plants hanging from and ivy growing on a number of them. It's all very ambiently lit by streetlights. They pass St. Louis Cathedral, where said light casts a gigantic shadow of a statue of a man riding a horse against the building, which is the oldest Catholic church in America. Jimmy's taking all of this in and also glancing at this man he's walking around with who's just so handsome, impossibly elegant, sophisticated in a way that Jimmy doesn't feel like he could replicate if he spent a million years trying to get every single little thing about him distilled into something he himself could emulate. Cole is enjoying himself, but detached from situations at the same time. Just this casual, laid-back demeanor. Fuck. And he thinks for a living, too. Jimmy's feeling these feelings, and although he's also seen this guy naked, enjoyed what he saw, physical lust isn't really one of them. It's emotional and cerebral in specific ways that, as they walk, are actually causing Jimmy some amount of distress. Cole has rustled up a joint from somewhere on his person, 
and they're discreetly sharing it. He's also cracked out a cigarette, so at any given time, one of them is smoking the cigarette while the other is smoking the joint that looks like a cigarette, and they just pass it back and forth between one another on the lowdown. And as the weed takes effect on top of the alcohol they'd consumed at the club, Jimmy is feeling more and more like he needs to say something. Somehow he's got to solve this situation that he's in. Hey, we ought to take a drive. Okay, yeah, where to? I don't really care. I... uh... I kind of, I don't want to be around people right now. Oh, okay, yeah, then we should not be in the French Quarter right now. So they amble back to Jimmy's car. Jimmy gets in the driver's seat. Cole's riding shotgun. Jimmy glances over, notices Cole's wearing a pair of cufflinks. The light glints off of one of them. Cole's just looking at him with warmth and familiarity. Jimmy thinks, fuck, the two of us, we could take over the entire fucking world. He turns over the ignition on the car, puts it in gear. He takes them out onto the interstate, starts kind of looping the outskirts of the city. They're in a kind of industrial area. There are some warehouses, factory type of buildings. Jimmy finds a parking lot with absolutely no one around. The warehouse and factory it belongs to appears to be unused. There's cracks in the asphalt that are growing little plants, just weeds and grass. There's a general atmosphere of abandonment and they are absolutely most certainly alone. Jimmy parks, gets out, walks around and sits balanced on the hood near the grill of the car, with his feet still on the ground. Cole gets out, joins him. He leans on the car near one of the tires, so they're kind of at right angles to one another. (sighs) Jimmy's trying to figure out what to say, if anything at all. But he really feels the need to say something. Well, add another positive quality to your list of attributes. You're a brave man. Oh. Call has dug up another joint. I'm gonna smoke this. You don't need to, because you still need to drive, but I hope you don't mind. No, hit it, man. Yeah, I mean, you just let a felon drive you out in the middle of fucking nowhere. Middle of the night. Jimmy rests his forehead against his middle and index finger. Cole slowly turns his head to look at Jimmy. I wasn't worried about it until right now. (sighs) Jimmy, I want you to understand something. You're not a felon to me. You're just another man. 
You're my friend. <sighs> Jimmy swallows with a bit of effort. Well, like I just said, you're a brave man. You think I'm frightened by a little drug dealing? Jimmy cuts eyes at Cole. You're not? I'm not thrilled by it. I'm not going out there trying to engage with it, but it's something that happens. And I found that as long as one does not involve oneself in it, um, well, I guess you could argue that narcotics trafficking is harmful because that type of drug causes greater damage within people's personal lives who become addicted to those substances. But you've never wondered where I get my weed? Actually, no, now that you mention it. I just figured your dad grew it. <laughs> it's funny that you say this because actually, yes. It comes from someone my father knows, but... <laughs> the transactions in which I purchase it are, you know... It's not like going to the grocery store. It's not like buying heroin in a dark alley, but... I've also seen that happening enough times. I mean, we're in New Orleans. We probably walk past dozens of those transactions tonight alone. And did you see me becoming frightened? No, but it's different when you're in it. Yes, we could agree entirely. But I'm saying that, yes, you were once involved in the trafficking of narcotics, among other goods. But I don't consider you a dangerous or frightening man. I mean, you don't still have people coming after you from the cartel or something, do you? Asking only out of concern for you. No. Thankfully, I, I don't have any beef with the cartel or anybody else uh, from the life. I did all that in Missouri anyway, and that they're not invested enough to come look for me. Good. Good. Yeah, I wouldn't want that for you. I got something else that I want, I want to tell you. Cole's interested, but he's still not concerned. I was, um... I was a part of something else for a minute, and I... I I, um, I did a few things that you, that you don't know about. Technically, I've done something the cops don't even know about. Or I was party to it. Something kind of serious. The kind of thing that you get put in prison for and they never let you out. Cole's interest has heightened, but he's still not acting worried. You witnessed a murder. I didn't just witness. A long moment passes between them. 
Did you pull the trigger? No. There, there wasn't a trigger. Although, and since we're talking about it, I watched some guy get the shit shot out of him one time, and that was not... <laughs> that was not any fun. I don't recommend that. No, I... No. Cole reaches over and gently puts a hand on Jimmy's shoulder. Jimmy buries his face in his hands. I want you to know... This isn't exactly unexpected. You don't have to tell me exactly what went down. I trust that you were not an executioner in any capacity. No. No, it wasn't like a hit. Whatever has happened, even things that you were a party to, I believe those things are in your past. I don't think that I personally have anything to worry about. You might think differently if you knew. So tell me. Jimmy turns to look at him. You really want that. Cole actually doesn't reply. You don't know what you're asking for. At this point, you can't just leave it like this. I'm sorry. You're gonna bring me out here? Say cryptic things about your involvement in crime? So, let me have it. If it's horrifying... You can just let me walk it off. I promise to never tell a soul. And I will learn from my mistake. Alright, buckle up. So, about 20 minutes later, after Jimmy has just given a quick and dirty overview, um... Would you run that by me again? From the top. A bit later. So, what does this have to do with you? Oh, so you're in the witness protection program. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I didn't know that you could commit another crime as a protected witness. Well, you can, but you really shouldn't. They kind of frown on that type of shit. Yes, I imagine. So that's why they hit you with that sentence for those crimes. Well, I don't even know. I mean, I think they were just trying to make an object less an enemy. And, um, well... The fact that uh, there were these other complicating factors just made that decision a lot easier. Huh. Jimmy doesn't want to see what he doesn't want to see on his friend's face. But he's looking anyway. And Cole is really thinking about this. I've got to say... That was nothing 
of what I expected. But it doesn't really change things. No. No. You, uh... You ever fuck somebody whose name you didn't know before? No. And... Well, yes, I suppose, since you mentioned it. I would have preferred to know this before I fucked you, but I understand why that wasn't possible. (sighs) Cole slides around without standing up so that he can put his arm around Jimmy's shoulders. (sighs) I don't even know what to say. Me neither. You're in good company. Yeah. This doesn't... This doesn't change things for me either. You... I... I maintain. You're one hell of a brave man. Cole gently rubs Jimmy's shoulder. I'm not worried you're going to swindle me out of a million dollars. You couldn't. (laughs) Yeah, and I wouldn't. I'm not interested in that type of shit anymore. And I would never do that to you. I didn't even want to do it to the people we did it to, really. And... I'm not a liar. I've lied before, but I'm not a liar. I know. You're not scared I'm gonna rat on you? Turn on you? For what? Marijuana possession? (laughs) Fair enough. But still... He reaches over, makes a light fist with his hand, taps Cole's leg with it. You're a brave man. Cole thinks about it a minute. So are you, Dean. Jimmy looks at him very seriously. Never call me that again. I won't. I won't. Yeah, thanks. So they sit together like that in the dark for a long time. 